trade targets, waiver wire additions. Tonight's episode has just about everything you could ask for and more. Let's take a rest of season look. It's the IBT podcast coming at you. Cause I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check his stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away, with the chest sweet, sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves, like AC never replay, so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law, with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line. fantasy football podcast all right all right all right it is november 14th 2023 and the glorious fantasy football season marches on and it's been a lot this season. I'm going to be honest, guys, between injuries, between everything else happening in the league, surprising cuts happening on Tuesdays right before we go live. Uh, but we're here to make the most of it. And this is the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Seth Wilcock. And tonight I am joined by my co-host, a man who called his shot on Noah Brown last week and can line dance with the best of his fellow Texans, Eric Romoff. What's up, Eric? Man, th- putting me on blast for a little boot scoot. Look, you get you get a couple tequilas in me and anything is possible. And now Noah Brown not only joins several Texans legends like DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson as the as a as one of the few receivers with back-to-back 150-yard receiving yeah. games, but he's chasing down CeeDee Lamb too, right? We'll see if we get 3 in a row this week. It was exciting, man. Congrats to you on the call. And also joining us tonight, we are joined by a dude with an incredible flow of hair, the backbone of JWB Fantasy Football, and a guy who tears up Sugar We're Going Down on karaoke, Skyler, a.k.a. The Buff. What's up, Skyler? How are we doing out there in Sin City? We are doing good. I'm over here trying to fool everybody. Accordingly, I have a hair. I got a looks like I got a haircut. We're hiding it behind the hat. Uh, I'll let the comments decide whether or not I got the haircut or not. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll let them put in their two cents. There we go, man. I appreciate you being here. Um, I also appreciate Kyle Scott in the back end, our producer. Kyle, we got a, a good show planned for you tonight. You're going to be on camera a lot today. Are you looking spiffy and good for us? Yeah, I always, I always prepare when I'm going to be on camera. So today I'm rocking my new Patagonia sweatshirt I got. Ooh. It's real Cozy. thick and nice. Perfect for the 50 degree weather we got. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to say it. we should be sponsored by Patagonia because this is the nicest sweatshirt I own. Uh, Ouch. And since I got it, man, I have been a cartoon character. It's all I'm wearing. <laughs> it's my uniform. And this is probably all you're going to see me wear until Christmas. There we go. There we go. We got Kyle with the Patagonia. I don't own any Patagonia, folks. I, I, I'm I'm not that rich. Um, the uh, Kyle was that a clearance purchase or full price? What are we working with? 
Uh, if you think I paid full price for this, uh, you got another thing coming. I've never paid full price for anything in my life. Okay. So, fair yo. enough. Fair enough. Especially uh, not Patagonia. I don't have $150. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm there with you, man. Um, guys, we got a loaded show for you today. We're going to get into some would you rather rest of season advice. We're also going to talk some entertainment lifestyle questions along the way. Then we'll get to your questions from the forum. And then in the scope, some sneaky after waivers run additions. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, shout out the IBT family here. We got Derek in the chat. What's up, Derek? Thanks, so, thanks so much for joining us again, man. Uh, I see you got some questions in there. We'll get to those in just a little bit later uh chandler what's up chandler thanks for joining us tonight man we got andrew in the chat discipline what's up buff are these any of uh any of the jwb clan over there don't recognize but i did just toss it over in our discord so hopefully we can uh we can get one go. or two in here if you guys are uh coming over from the jwb discord show some love in the chat for these guys it helps these videos tremendously helps get it pushed up onto other people's uh pages on their homepage so definitely definitely show your love we appreciate it man we appreciate all the love uh we just hit 700 subscribers so uh a, a good mark to hit and it's people because like like people like tyler here in the chat what's up ibt what's good tyler we got albert what's going on albert thanks for joining us tonight man um yeah we got a good one lined up for you guys so let's go ahead and jump into it uh with a little bit of would you rather Would you rather? We got Chandler saying liked and subbed Let's ready go. for the show. Legend. We appreciate that, Chandler. Thanks, man. Uh, Kyle, explain the game. Would you rather? Because this this has a lot of complicated roles people need to understand. Yeah, would you rather is one of the more complicated games we run on IBT. Uh, so if you're new to the show or you don't pay that close attention when we <laughs> do play, you know, here's a little a little refresher for you. So I'm gonna have a question and it's going to have two options and you're going to have to pick which you would rather do uh it's yeah Those fair enough the rules fair enough er eric don't fuck it up this time bud i i fully plan on fucking this up <laughs> that's asking a lot <laughs> all right three. what do we got on deck here kyle all right we got a lot of questions so we're just gonna jump into it all right guys we got some football to start it off Okay, and we are going to do, would you rather roster Sam Howell, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, or Lamar Jackson rest of season? I'm just going to say I've been getting absolutely buried on Twitter for the last 24 hours because I went out on a limb and I said I would rather roster Sam Howell than any of these other quarterbacks on this list. Um, before I get buried, I'm going to let you guys do it. Like just Eric thoughts, thoughts here. Am I, am I crazy? Yes. Certifiably. Like, like, are you, are you good? You good? My guy, Sam Howell. I mean, look, if you want to say Sam Howell over Dak Prescott, fine. Right. Like argument to be made. Sam Howell. I think he's leading the league in passing yards. He's certainly leading the league in passing attempts. Um, he's got like, I think he's like 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions going off the dome. So, 
uh, plus or minus on these. So, I mean, he's, he's been producing, but he's he's absolutely not in the in the tier of Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson, right? Like, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna ebb and flow. He might Jameis Winston his way into leading the league in touchdowns, but he's also gonna hurt you with the sacks that he takes, with the the turnovers that he pops up out there. You know, of of the four, kind of like I alluded to, Burrow and Jackson are are in a a tier of their own. Um, for me, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go Joe Shiesty here, right? Like the the Ravens are still running a ton, but Lamar isn't running as much as he was. So it's like it's it's this kind of weird middle ground where he's not getting he's not getting the scoring upside of this new offense and he's not getting the rushing floor that we've grown accustomed to. So I mean look, Joe Burrow, now that he's healthy, he's he's been stacking up some points, right? He's got uh four top ten finishes in in the last five weeks, and I think we can see that continue down the stretch. Buff, where are you at on this, man? Because I, I feel like with Sam Howe, there's so much guaranteed volume every single week. The guy's averaging over 42 passing attempts for the last month. Like These other quarterbacks don't give me that. Yeah, I think there's at least 12 quarterbacks I'm probably taking before Sam Howe. I think of oh, these four okay. options, there was only one wrong answer, and I'm impressed you found your way into the wrong answer there with Sam Howe. Um, Yes, he's throwing over 40 plus times a game. Uh, Sam Howe is the only one here where, yes, he could give you a top five week, but he could also give you a bottom quarterback two type week where I feel pretty confident here with like with Lamar Jackson every single week in my ranks, he's in there at quarterback four. I call that the Lamar Jackson spot every single week. It seems like he's just right there at quarterback four, no matter how I do the rankings. Um, Joe Burrow's played his way up to where he's he's going to be, you know, top five or six option every single week. And Dak Prescott, who I've actually had ranked in my top five now four weeks, his last four games, mm-hmm. um, he's going to be in there more often than not as well. I think that he's got if one of, if not the strongest strength of the schedule left for quarterbacks rest of the year. Same with wide receivers for Dallas. It's it's a fantastic rest of the season. It should, at least should be for your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the only thing with Sam Howell, too, though, week 12, he's got Dallas. He's got a week 14 bye which stinks. And then he's got the Rams, the Jets, the Niners. Like if you're taking Sam Howe here, you are not only taking the worst quarterback, you're taking the one who's produced the worst, but you're taking the one with the worst schedule. I'm all right with the Niners, man. I, I, I think Sam Howe, like a, a lot of these games, well, you I got to get to week 17 first. Yeah. So yeah, that, that is a great point, but I don't know, man. I, I'm going to stick to the guns of Sam Howe here. I, I, I trust the guaranteed volume, most passing attempts in the league right now. QB4 over the last month. I, I think, to me, he feels like the safest floor, to be honest with you, Skylar. I, I know you were you were kind of contradicting there, but... He runs for the same amount of yards as Baker Mayfield per game. Uh, the, the, the rushing floor that Lamar gives you would be the safest floor. We'll, t- we'll take the, you know, sure. the offense of, of Burrow and Prescott. You're strictly going on volume for how but he doesn't have the offense that the other that Dak or joe has he doesn't have the rushing that lamar has um but i, I love the take i love a little boldness hey it's morning, all, you know no that's what you have to get going here uh kyle what else do we have on deck here yeah we got a bunch more we got i mean already seth is playing defense and eric is calling I, you insane already with the with the immediate just hostility towards you so eric we're gonna start off with you first on this one would you rather go to ken dorsey's or josh mcdaniel's house for thanksgiving this year oh wow these are incredibly sad thanksgivings i'm assuming right um 
I I don't really want to go to either of these, but since I not since game, I Eric. it's not the game. I have I have committed to following the rules. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Josh McDaniels' house. A. I'm pretty sure the house that he's having Thanksgiving in is in and around the Las Vegas area. So like I can go give Buff a high five. We can maybe like go catch a drink and you know throw some dice in the air or sure. whatever it might be. So any reason to go to Las Vegas is a good reason. But also Josh McDaniels, he in one of the most epic fashions I've ever seen gave the Indianapolis Colts the big old middle finger back in 2020. And as a Texans fan, anyone that is going to to implement strife and pain onto the Colts organization is someone that's all right in my book. So I'll, I'll go with former coach McDaniel. I'll tell you what, I'm getting kicked out of McDaniel's house. I'm going to take too big of a shit. I'm going to take too big of a shit, just like Jim Irsay. <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly what's happening to me. But Buff, where are you heading this Thanksgiving? It depends what kind of a mood I, I'm in, right? Because if I just want to like, you know, pop a nice little nighttime gummy, kick back, enjoy some food. Uh, Ken Dorsey's probably the answer here. Guy likes golfing and fishing. Family man. I can imagine we play some board games, not too controversial. But if I wake up in one of those, mo- you know, when you're on, wake up on like demon time, you just want to <laughs> see what you can do to someone, get under their skin. There's no one easier to get underneath the skin of Josh <laughs> McDaniels. I'd be dropping little nuggets here, little nuggets there until uh, he's going to erupt by the end of the night. I'm going to love the entire thing. Uh, the guy is an absolute big baby. Uh, he does nothing but whine, complain. He can't take accountability for anything. He thinks he's a super genius. Uh, yeah, so it depends what mood I'm going for. I, I wouldn't want to hang out with McDaniel, but the opportunity to get under his skin is is enticing if I did have to, you know, go with one of these options great promo great great promo fuck josh mcdaniels i'm there with you buddy i agree uh elliot saying in the chat we can pretend kyle knew who ken dorsey was before an hour ago kyle who's ken dorsey uh he was just fired yes right he was the coach of the buffalo bills offensive coordinator offensive coordinator there you go there you go good job kyle we'll give you half a point for that one uh we we got connor in the chat what's up connor Connor. good to see you tonight man great show on the 19th hole earlier i'm seeing some questions coming in guys we'll get to those in our next segment from the forum just hang tight and then who've coming in bang bang niner gang Eh, it was a tough week for me in fantasy in the chat too uh yeah it was Tough week, tough week in fantasy. If you had any of the Jacksonville Jaguars like I did, so I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. Uh, ben saying here from JWB, hey, what's yo. up, Ben? Thanks hey. for joining us, man. Um, all right, Kyle, let's uh, let's get away from Thanksgiving because I don't want to go to either of these people's fucking houses. All right, all right. So Buff, I mean, you look like you mean business right now with the Hawaiian shirt. Like, mm-hmm. you look very knowledgeable. So we're gonna start off with you because we have a fantasy football question up next. Would you rather? Roster Bijan Robinson or Devon Achan rest of season. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is me. I'm just gonna stick stick to the, the preseason. I'm just gonna roll with Bijan Robinson here and take the good with the bad. Uh if I were to put you out rest of season, right? Because these two are right next to each other, and I cannot refute any good argument for Devon Achan to be a top six back rest of season. Like you can make that argument hundred percent. I think that's a correct answer as well. But I'm if I have Bijan Robinson and somebody were to offer me Devon Achan. I'm probably staying put. Like I'm like we're riding and dying with Bijan. 
Um, I think they're too close and they're two different players to really jump ship for one and the other. So I'm going to stick by my guns. I've been a big fan of B.J. Robinson for a while. I still think at the end of the day, this is a rookie 10 weeks into the season. I know Devon Chan is also a rookie, but he's he's been healthy. He's coming out of his bye. Atlanta's got to get their crap together. I'm still hoping Arthur Smith doesn't survive the season, but at this point, it doesn't look like he's going to get the McDaniel treatment. Um, but yeah, I'm going to roll with Bijan. 22 carries, career high. Like everyone was saying he was on the hot seat last week, uh, Arthur Smith, and that's why he made this shift to Bijan. I didn't think he was, but after seeing that this, you know, kind of steep transition like we did, Eric, maybe he really was. And where are you on Arthur Smith's job security and also Bijan rest of the season? Because you were on here Friday defending him with with your life with Jay. Yeah, I was I was planting my flag on the Bijan side on on Friday. Um, and I'll I'll stick here now for for the record, right? Like I, I think the the line of demarcation for me is who would I recommend? Like who would I rank higher rest of the season? It's it's Bijan Robinson, right? Like he he was already performing fairly well by most running back standards prior to this last game where he saw 22 touches, two targets, 100 yards. He finally got pretty heavy red zone usage, right? So like obviously the ceiling's there. But, you know, even even his floor, you know, he's he's got a, a significantly larger role than what Devon Achan has had in those three yeah, blow-up games. Um, and Devon Achan is, I mean, he's he's essentially four games into his rookie season. He's already been hurt twice, right? Like, there's just, there's there's more question marks. Obviously, the ceiling is insane with Achan. Like, he's the only person who's going to give you a 50 spot um, on, on his range of outcomes. But... I mean, it's it's a it's a roller coaster ride. In terms of Arthur Smith, I think another Arthur probably got into his ear, Arthur Blank, and you know set him on the uh, on the straight and narrow path. Right, like he's going out there. He's the one who's signing these checks for all these talented players, and you know bringing bringing these guys into into Atlanta. I, I think he had a, a little heart to heart with Arthur Smith and said, "Look, we need to we need to understand what we have in these guys. We need to showcase them." I understand you're trying to do this whole 4D chess thing, but get it out of here. Get the ball into our best players' hands. <laughs> the schedule's kind of a mixed bag for Atlanta moving forward and Bijan in particular. The bye, New Orleans, the Jets, Tampa Bay. I don't love those those matchups, but then it does get lighter for the fantasy playoffs. Carolina, Indy, Chicago. Those are three enticing matchups. I, I think if you can get to the playoffs. But I, I think for the next three weeks, I honestly like a, a Chan a little bit better, guys. Like, this is probably the greatest mystery in fantasy football. Is is was this just a blip on the radar, a random things, uh, fifty one pointer, two twenty pointers, or is or is this going to be Devon A. Chan moving forward? Um, and I think we're going to see it starting this week against the Raiders. I think they're going to punch him in the mouth. I think they're pissed about everyone saying how terrible of a team the Dolphins are and that they're not legit. So. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to go A-Chan because I, I want part of that mystery, but I totally get the Bijan love as well. Yeah, no problems with it. I will say one thing with Bijan. It was Arizona last week, so I, I do still need to see how they deploy mm-hmm. that backfield coming out of the bye. Uh, but Arthur Smith, man, 2-11 on the road since the start of last season. He's 2-6 and six since they started 2-0 and oh to start the year. I don't know what more they're really waiting to see out of Arthur Smith with the Falcons. They It was arguably the worst division in football. They're still somehow not even out of the playoff race in the division. If you really think about it, Yeah, this just feels like the time, especially going into a bye week get the team motivated, bring in someone new, even an interim coach like the Raiders 
two separate times have had seemingly their better stretches of the yeah. season once they bring yeah. in a hype man. So I would have liked to have seen that change with Atlanta this week. I mean, losing to the Cardinals is a very bad loss. Although I did, I was all over that Arizona money line plus money. Let's go. Let's not forget too. This is a guy with Arthur Smith who could be literally doing nothing. Like, like, like he comes from a ton of money and has chose a life of hardship in the NFL. So I do give him a little bit of credit, but I am with you. I, I think that the seat is getting hot boys. So uh, we'll see what happens down the stretch. Kyle, what else do we have here for us? Yeah, we're getting out of fantasy football for right now, and we're going to go into movies. And Seth, you finally chose two movies that people might have heard of and people might want to watch. So would you rather watch The Iron Claw or Wonka on Christmas Day? Now, Wonka, of course, is the origin story of Willy Wonka, how he meets the Oompa Loompas, how he gets his factory, all that fun stuff that we wanted to know. Uh, and the Iron Claw is the true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who make history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. And it stars Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. Fuck yeah. Jeremy Allen White is that dude. He is that dude. Scoted. I, I think he's absolutely that dude. Um, Buff, are you a big movie guy? Not particularly. Okay. A lot of time, man. And and the missus, yeah. the problem is, is she falls asleep. Okay. You know, like, we, we get there. I'm like, I'm not starting a movie if you're going to fall asleep halfway through. It's just not going to happen. You know, we got to we gotta get to start to finish. A movie is ruined if you get halfway. You got to pause. You come back to it a different night. It's got to be at one sitting. And I, there's so many things that get going on. I don't typically put on movies on by myself. So to answer your question, no, not, not really. Okay. Nothing okay. against them. Wh- which one would you lean here? Um, whichever one, whoever I'm going with wants to watch cop out answer here, but I haven't seen much about for either of these. I don't, I don't watch TV either. So I don't, Okay, see, I, haven't, I haven't seen a trailer for either one, to be honest. I feel like Wonka. The thing with that is like, I don't know if Timmy, Timothy Chalamet should be playing, should be playing Willy Wonka. I just don't think anyone did it better than Gene Wilder. And I don't think it'll ever be better than, than that. So I'll definitely go the other way. The Iron Claw for me. Um, Hoove saying in the chat, directed by AWE champion MJF. Um, Derek saying he's more interested in Iron Claw overall, but Wonka seems like a more Christmassy movie. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, your, your kids, Eric, they might also uh, like Wonka a little bit more. The Iron Giant or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, <laughs> good one, Scampers. Um, Eric, where do you lean? Man, so for me, if I'm going to the movies, like forget these kids, right? Like if 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 it's something my kids want to see, we'll 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 buy it on Amazon or wait till it comes out on streaming, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with the Iron Claw here, but it's it's kind of for a different reason. When I heard that there was an origin story of Willy Wonka coming out, I had incredibly high hopes for what we were getting here, right? Like Gene Wilder's Wonka specifically, like one of the best acting performances of all time. Sure. But Willy Wonka in particular, like, my, my dude's a freak. Like, he's he's luring children into his chocolate factory <laughs> to murder them, and his chocolate factory is staffed by indentured servant Oompa Loompas, right? Like, there there is some darkness to this story, and I was hoping that the origin story would kind of reach into that a little bit. And instead, it's just like, it's this feel-good coming-of-age tale about how he tried his hardest and everything worked out great. And that's fine. Like, very, you know 
sugary sweet Christmas kind of story, but I'm just disappointed that there weren't some more creative uh, uh, risks taken with this movie. Yeah. So it's it scratched off for me. And look, the Iron Claw, like it sounds cool, right? Like 80s, like 80s wrestling nostalgia. I, I can totally crack a few beers and, and get through that. Hell yeah. Derek saying should have been Joaquin Phoenix on, on that one. Um, Kyle, your your opinion on the Joaquin Phoenix call here from Derek and which movie you would be attending? Um, I would probably watch The Iron Claw in terms of which movie because uh, it seems like a real movie and Wonka <laughs> seems kind of dumb. Um, Joaquin Phoenix as Wonka? Fuck it, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't think it should be a movie, so I don't care who plays Wonka. Uh, Hoove saying I could have been as good as a, a Wonka as Wilder. Get out of here, Hoove. Get it out. Of, that's terrible. That's a terrible take. That's a terrible take. I, I love mean, you. If Hoove. anyone's gonna do it, it's Hoove, right? You are right. You are right. Hoove is the goat, but that's that, that's a that's that's high praise. That's a high there. bar. That's a high yeah. bar. Yeah, high bar, high bar. Kyle, what else we got here? Yeah. All right. Let's get out of movies and back into fantasy football. Uh, would you guys rather roster Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley, or Josh Jacobs rest of season? What do we think in Eric? Ooh, um, I'm going to take the, the lame way out and point to volume as being the easiest thing to project. And that pretty clearly circles Josh Jacobs, right? At least under this new regime. Uh, 26 carries in the first game, including six in the red zone, 27 in the following game, as well as two targets. Like, I mean, if someone's going to get the ball that much, they're they're almost always going to be, you know, firmly on my radar. And then you look at his schedule, and it's it's pretty favorable, right? Like, the Dolphins run defenses, you know, kind of middle of the road. Same with the Chiefs. He's got Vikings, he's got Chargers, he's got the Colts in the championship week. Like, there's there are a lot of spots where, Josh Jacobs can do significant damage with 25 plus touches. I feel like I wanted to come in here and say Josh Jacobs because I love what Antonio Pierce is doing with him. He's just made him a part of this offense finally. Like like uh, Josh Jacobs, I don't know if you heard him last week, guys, but he he said that the coaching staff finally asked him what what type of runs he likes and and he's is he good at and finally is getting to do that, which sounds like a stupid trivial thing, but it seems to have worked uh, buff. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue against you can't argue against what he's been doing. Uh, almost 100 yards on the ground, two back-to-back games, and I agree with Eric. The schedule is fantastic. Uh, really can't argue against Josh Jacobs. It's Brees Hall for me for the brand here. Uh, I still think down the stretch, Brees Hall's big playability is almost second to none in the league. Um, so I'm, I'm rolling that way. He was our going into the season. He was our down the stretch league winner, a guy we took oh, in every yeah. single draft. My most rostered back. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns here. Uh, Brees Hall is going to win people money this year, so I'm sticking with it. But Josh Jake is fantastic from a volume perspective. He'll be a top eight back rest of the season, 100%. Yeah, I I almost brought myself to finally go Jacobs today and be like, remove the frisky Jets bias. I'm going to go Jacobs. And then Michael Carter got cut, and he's been garnering about 20 to 30% of the snaps here. And this could mean even more touches for Michael Carter. Also, Izzy uh, Bonaconda could see a little bit more run here as well, but uh, I really like the schedule for Brees as well moving forward. Uh, Buff Buffalo, Miami, Atlanta, Houston, Washington. The the Week 17 matchup against Cleveland doesn't really excite me. Um, however, we just saw the Ravens kind of run all over them as well. So um, I, I think it could get a lot worse there. And it uh, looks like everyone in the chat is uh, is going for Brees Hall here. Oh, that's a smart comment. 
<laughs> Brees Hall is hashtag for the brand. Matt saying, I have Brees and Jacobs. Happy to have both. Thanks. Yeah, I know a lot of people are selling selling these backs, Matt. So I'd be curious to know, have you held on to them all season or did you acquire them uh, mid-season? Um, Kyle, let's uh, let's get back to some more questions, though. Up next, we have probably the most Seth question I've ever read for one of these. Um, would you rather cook an entire Thanksgiving dinner completely naked or hire O.J. Simpson <laughs> to come to your house to cook it? Wow. Uh, Yo. Wow. You, you, you think I made about, this question? You can talk about 1973, rush for 2003 yards. Uh, <laughs> you can talk about statutes of limitation and double jeopardy. He wrote a book. All, okay. All I'll say with, with this question is I'm clumsy. I will burn myself if I try to cook Thanksgiving dinner completely naked. Something will go bad. I don't know what will happen, but it will not go good for me. So with that being said, I would consider letting the juice into my house. But the juice ain't getting loose in my house, even though he could, you know, maybe be chill. But no, I'm going to I'm going to be good on that. Um, no juice in, in my home. I'll, I'll, I'll cook naked. Buff, how are you feeling about it, man? You, you, you getting you getting down in the kitchen or uh, calling up OJ? Um, I would be totally content doing either, to be honest. But- <laughs> I, you, you had me in the first half, but then I saw OJ there. And are you kidding me? That would be not only for this Thanksgiving, but it'd be a story I'd carry into every Thanksgiving for the rest of my life. And we're here for a story. No one wants to hear about that time I cooked naked, uh, but everyone would want to hear about that time. OJ Simpson not only came to my house, but he had his hand all up in that turkey. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with OJ Simpson pretty comfortably there. Kyle, what are we doing, man? What are we doing here? Um. You know what? I kind of, I, I think OJ because I mean, not only do you not have to cook, right? <laughs> like he's doing a service, and he was in the Naked Gun series, so he can, he he's got Hollywood connections. He can bring people over. You know, he's got. He's you still got think OJ? You, you still think he has Hollywood well, connections? Why wouldn't he? Why what, wouldn't he? Why would OJ Simpson not have <laughs> connections still? <laughs> Eric, round us out, man. What do you have on on this? This is a pretty fucked up question. I'm be honest. I don't know how it came into my mind, dude. This this question's wild. And honestly, like naked or not, like you can miss me on on cooking Thanksgiving dinner. That is that is not a task that I'm <laughs> I'm signing up for. But I'm I'm completely with Buff here, right? Like. Usually in these situations where I'm trying to choose between and make a hard decision, I'm going to go with whatever is going to be the, the the better story or more fun, right? And like specifically off of his example, juice juice with his hand in that turkey, like I cannot miss the opportunity to make a glove don't fit joke in that moment. And like you don't really have to worry about juice, like he knows what he's gotten away with allegedly. So like like guy's going to be on his best behavior. He's out there saying wild shit all the time. So like there's going to be a bunch of laughs. And I don't have to. I don't have to cook, right? Like, give me, give me the OJ side by a mile. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We got Hooves saying, "I want my cook to wear a glove that fits." See, uh, who gets it? Great one there. Uh, we, we got Mister Scamper saying, "Cooking in the buff, something, something to think about." Skylar, not bad, Ooh. not bad. 
Not bad. Uh, and we got JWB in the chat saying, let's take a minute uh, and, and smash that subscribe button. Uh, don't miss out on any upcoming IBT live streams. We appreciate JWB. Whoever's, whoever's typing that out, man. Great advice. Who's <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying DoorDash in a Ford Bronco. All right, let's let's get off of the the, the OJ OJ Simpson uh, bandwagon before we get banned from YouTube for this. Hey, he's one of the all time greatest rushers in the NFL. Okay, <laughs> you can't you can't not greatness. Uh, so back to football. Would you rather uh, roster Amon Ross St. Brown, Cooper Cup, or Justin Jefferson rest of season? These are some high profile cream of the crop names so what are we thinking eric you you go ahead bat bat lead off here uh this this might be the easy answer but i'll i'll go with i'll go with jay jetta um at least as we sit right now the the reporting is that they are expecting him back this week um so you know as, as long as that holds true and we can see him down the stretch like He's the one that I would have the most confidence firing up every single week, right? Like Cooper Cup looked fairly good in, you know, in in his in his return, but you know, with with Stafford in and out of the lineup and also, you know, navigating around uh the various other mouths mouths to feed, namely Puka Nakua, like, you know, the 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 floor isn't what it was, the, the ceiling isn't really what it was either. Um and you know, with regard to Monroe St. Brown, like, yeah, he he's coming off of this, you know, this blow up game, but even with that, like this is a Detroit offense that wants to run the ball more than anything, right? So, like, you know, Josh Dobbs has come in and proven to be very effective in, you know, with a fairly limited amount of time to learn the playbook. I think we'll see him get more and more comfortable. And and when when Justin Jefferson's out there, like he just he brings a, a level that almost no other wide receiver in the game, you know, save for maybe Jamar Chase, uh, brings out there. So I'll I'll take the upside with with Jetta. Wow, I I can't believe it with the backup quarterback and everything. I mean, Joshua Dobbs has been electric. I would probably have to say Amon Ross St. Brown is my pick here. I think he's just the safest. I love what Ben Johnson is doing with this offense. He makes it simple, like so simple that it's stupid. And I, I think a big issue with Ken Dorsey is like for Buffalo, they're just a highly predictable offense run on RPOs and in routes to Stephon Diggs pretty much 100% of the time is what they're looking for. And Ben Johnson is so good at dialing up these, whether they're bubbles, whether they're, they're hitch routes for Amon Ross St. Brown, that I think he has the, the highest floor out of these guys rest of the season, 10.9 targets per game, getting out in space on those motions. Um, and I, I, I think the schedule is really fine as well. Chicago, Green Bay, New Orleans, and then Chicago, the next four up. So um, I'm strapping the fuck in with uh, ARSB here. Buff, where do you go on this? Um, I'm going to follow Justin Jefferson as well. I think it's just to say, if he plays this week, this is absolutely no brainer for me. I think where Amara comes into question for me is if we thought Jefferson was going to miss one more week and you were a team that can't afford a single loss. I don't think you would have the privilege to wait and see with Justin Jefferson. I will say, you know what we got from Justin Jefferson, although it was weeks one through four, but it did replicate what we got from him over the last two seasons. He averaged 4.5 more points per game in that four game stretch than Amar has on the year in those four games he was 7.6 points per game more than Amar St. Brown 
And even since week five, if you compare that to where Jefferson was doing weeks one through four is a 1.3 point difference. So I, I, I do agree with you that Amara's floor is fantastic, but I don't care who Jefferson's quarterback is. He still, in my opinion, has the best floor of these and the best ceiling. Love it. Derek saying sun God in the, in, in the chat here and uh, who he's also liking some sun God saying the lines are as much of a must start as the dolphins were at the beginning of the season. They're firing their groove, man, 100%. Um, but they, the, my co-hosts here, they like Justin Jefferson. So I'll be outvoted in this one. Kyle, round us out uh, with one final question of the night. All right. Yeah, we're going to go to something that really affects us all in different ways, positive, negative, what have you. Would you rather ban daylight savings time or fall weddings? I just have to say, if you hold a fall wedding, fuck yourself. Like, like there's so much Whoa. going on in the fall. You have spring, you have winter, you have all. So- you have nine months. You have four seasons or three seasons that you can plan a wedding and have a wedding. Don't do it in the fall. We got kids. We, well, I don't have kids, but you got you know some people have kids. Um, but they're back in school. You got sporting events. You got football. You got NASCAR races. Like. There's too much shit to go to a fall wedding. So fuck yourself there. And I'll just say with daylight saving time, at least out here on the East Coast, like it makes it so incredibly hard to get anything done after dark, like after work. A lot of us who, who do this for a living and, and do content, we're, you know, we're kind of working later in the night. And as soon as we're done, it's like absolutely darker than hell out. So um, this is seasonal depression, and I, th- I think this is uh, this is what's caused by daylight savings time. So, um, how many casseroles can I eat th- this winter? That like all, all we have to do is bake bake goods and uh, hang out inside and watch TV. So, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm heated. I hate daylight saving times, and I hate fall wedding. So, I'm I'm breaking the rules, Eric. I'm going with neither. What? Dude, that's my lane. You can't. You can't. You I'm can't pick both. neither. I'm going both. Or you're, you're going both. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't get the the gripe against fall weddings, right? Like, and and this this might be like oh. a regional thing. Fall weddings are huge here in Texas because our fall lasts for about three and a half weeks, and it is the only time of the year where it is bearable to be outside. Like, you're either you're sweating through your suit through summer, which lasts about seven and a half months in Texas, or you're deep oh, in the true. ice season. And everyone's just chilly, right? So, like, I, I I can't see myself crossing off fall weddings because, like, I love a wedding. I love love. I love getting out there on the dance floor, and that is literally the only time that you can you can you can make it happen in Texas. Daylight savings time. I get the gripe with it, like seasonal depression. You know, your sleep being thrown off. Like, I'm a I'm a parent. I have seasonal depression all year long. <laughs> My sleep is thrown off all year long, right? Like, no change for me. So. Give me, give me the fall weddings. You can strike through daylight savings time. Wow. Buff, where are you? Um, back when I was in college, you used to actually cater weddings on the East Coast, and I would cater them in the fall. Oh, and, no. I mean, they were a party, man. It really depends on right, the wedding, dude. but I had plenty of good times. And I will say, since I moved out here to the West Coast, I was just a groomsman in one of my friend's weddings out here in the fall and we had a great time it was the best weather you could possibly imagine and then you know the last wedding i went to before that was a spring wedding in georgia for my sister and it was you know 
95 degrees with with 95 percent humidity and you're sitting there like when is this thing going to be over you're sweating through your suit so i'm i'm kind of okay with the fall weddings here maybe the children aspect is different but i don't want children at these weddings anyway keep them home get a sitter there's no positives to having children unless if they're carrying the ring they're bringing the rings down you know like the cute like younger (laughs) cousin nephew like i'm cool with that man everyone can hype around that but when people's kids are out there on the dance floor. Also, if you have a wedding, please do not allow children at your your afters. But uh, no. I digress. I'll stick with that. Daylight saving time is just it's confusing. I think Arizona's doing it right. Uh, you mentioned you know it gets dark quick. By the time I leave my office to come home to start working, it's already dark. So I don't see the sunlight on days I'm in the office. So yeah, I, I I'd be okay with no daylight saving times there. Kyle, round us out here, man, because I'm feeling like a real asshole being the being the Grinch over here. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna remain the Grinch. I'm I'm keeping the weddings. Get rid of daylight yes, savings sir, time. Sir. It's the sun setting at five thirty. All right, a fall wedding, a good excuse to get a day off work and go to a wedding, like have some fun. Uh, when it's True. when you're otherwise True. gonna be inside because it's cold. Uh. A wedding's a wedding, man. Like they're fun. Daylight. Nothing is fun about daylight savings time. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, Scamper saying weddings anytime. So as long as I don't have to work grave that night. Uh, who saying preach? He. Uh, all right. All right, man. Apparently, he's, he's, I, I, he's here for a good time. Apparently, I, I, I'm wrong on these uh, on these fall weddings. Or we're at least lucky here in PA. We can have weddings and not you know s- sweat through shit in, in the spring um i got some we got some questions coming in so let's go ahead and jump over to from the forum kyle thanks for hosting uh an, another edition over here oh, of would you rather please all right let's do it if you're up stuff think about what to do here in between we got advice for you back and forth all day trying to pick the play let's hear what the boys here had to say presented by the fantasy football advice network All right, the Fantasy Football Advice Network. Thank you guys so much for powering this segment. This is a platform that everyone can check out where players and creators can support each other. Uh, it's a really cool community that's being built over there. It basically takes apps like Discord, Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, combines them all into one platform for fantasy footballers. So make sure you guys check it out. It's free to join at fantasyfootballadvice.com. They also have an app on the app stores. Um, and then you can use our promo code IBT if you want to upgrade your account for 25% off. And let's go ahead and get to some questions because I saw we have quite a few here uh, from the top of the show. So let's get to Derek here. He was front and center. Uh, he is in a 10-team half-point two-flex league. He currently has three quarterbacks rostered. Congratulations. Tua, Howe, and Kyler and trying to shop one. No real interest yet. So who would you drop if you had to drop one between Kyler and Howe? Uh, he's 8-2, and two, basically locked in the playoffs. Uh, but, but he's concerned about these uh, rest of season schedules that we were talking about. Buff, where do you lean here for Derek? Let's see. Um, I mean, if you could get something, you have all these guys. I mean, it really depends what the manager you are shopping to is most interested in, to be honest. Uh, I don't think that there's a huge gap between any of these options here. Um Maybe the excitement around Kyler Murray lands you the best deal. I think Tua is probably the safest one that I'm going to hold on to rest of season. Um, but I don't have a huge 
difference between two and Kyle. I don't think it's that crazy. Um, if someone's going to give me something for how in a one quarterback league, then that's that's the way I'm going for sure. He's the one I probably drop. Uh, if Kyler Murray is going to get you a player that can potentially start, then I would move Kyler as well. Okay. All right, Eric, where do you land? Man, me and Buffer just in absolute lockstep again. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm following Derek's lead here. I think he's decided that he prefers to keep Tua, which is the the correct choice in in my regard. And I, I, I do think that, you know, Kyler Murray's probably going to demand the most on the trade market, right? Like, a lot of this just has to do with market sentiment. Like, there is so much hemming and hawing about, like, whether or not he was going to play at all this year, whether or not he was going to be effective when he when he played. He came in and immediately redeemed himself, right? Like, proved, proved to the world that he can contribute at that high level in game one. So all of that is to say I think that the the hype is a little bit higher on, on Kyler Murray than on your boy Sam Howell, right? So mm-hmm. I think you can probably get more trying to trade him and dropping it's, it's certainly how, right? Like, the volume's there. You, you love to see it. But a lot of things have to go right for him to still finish inside QB1 range on any given week. Keep shopping, Derek. Keep trying to shop one of them around. I, I, I think all of them are worth something, and I wouldn't really want to drop any of them. I know we never want to roster three quarterbacks in a one QB league, but um, they have value. So keep shopping. See what you can do. Jets, um, Cowboys, Ravens. I understand why he's concerned for, for Tua. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Chandler, trade Joe Burrow or Connor for Hertz. Also, what in the heck do we do with Pollard? So Joe Burrow and a James Connor package for Jalen Hurts. Eric, you pulling the trigger? I am not. Um, you know, Hurts, Hertz, I, I certainly have ahead of Joe Burrow in terms of rest of season rankings. But, I mean, we're talking about an incremental difference. And to give up James Connor to get an incremental gain, you know, if that on you know a week over week basis is is just it's just a bit too much right like connor connor also returned last week and by and large you know returned into the role that we knew him to have before he got hurt he immediately got 16 carries right so you know that that holds a ton of value in today's fantasy football game so to give that away to get you know a couple extra points per week on average going from burrow to hertz is is just a bit too rich is it worth it for you buff it depends. I would like to know the other running backs on your roster. I'm not trying to do a cop out here, but context definitely yeah. matters because I agree with Eric saying in a vacuum here. But if James Conner, for some reason, was like my RB4 on this roster, let's say you've got um, Brees Hall, Javante Williams, Tony Pollard, James Conner. Like, yes, James Conner is going to be in my rankings somewhere in the mid mid to late RB2 rest of the season, potentially higher depending how this offense works. But if you have those other four backs, I'm willing to make the upgrade because we're improving the starting lineup. I do think Jalen Hurts is a noticeable jump from Joe Burrow. Again, it's just the safety of where the points come from. Um, he's my quarterback one for fantasy football every, almost every single week. You know, he's, he's number one in my rankings. Uh, so, yeah, I'm willing to make that move, but I really need to feel confident about the rest of my running backs. And what are you doing with Tony Pollard? You are riding Tony Pollard. Yep. out the rest of the season you have literally no other option um for me i i don't dislike dallas's schedule for running backs i think it's just fine um there's i think they play philly in there that's that's a tough one but you take that out of the equation and it's it's pretty neutral matchups a couple good ones in there i'm just riding out with tony power i'd like to think better days are ahead i don't know 100 percent what's going into it um but he's he's too talented and the market is way too low and and in terms of what you get if like if he's your RB one, you're very disappointed. If Tony Pollard yeah. is 
in your flex, I mean, it's really you're not horribly upset. You're only upset because you drafted him to be a top 25 yeah. player, you know, and he's, you know, he's performing, you know, as a top 70 player, but he's still a good player and he's still worth having in lineups. Yeah, Chandler, I'm going to go ahead and drop a link to an article we put out earlier this week, Fantasy Football's Winners and Losers from Week Number 10, and check that out. I go a little more in-depth. I kind of do like the playoff schedule a little bit for Pollard. Um, It gets better, so I think I'm with you, Buff. I think better days are ahead. Uh, Here's one from Andrew. Got offered digs for Kamara. He has Kyron and Ramondre RB, Keenan Allen, and Devonta Smith at wide receiver. Would you be taking this? Uh, how do you feel about it? We have a little bit of context there from our guy, Andrew Buff. Um, what is it? Full PPR that that would matter here. Um, I'm probably going with Stefan Diggs here, but it's it's really depends on your league. It really depends on your league. Like if it's a start two wide receiver, two running back, one flex and running backs are short, like absolutely, you know, get Kamar while you can, but full PPR, if it's three wide receiver league, it's still Stefan Diggs here for me. Joe Brady is going to be calling this offense moving forward. Eric, uh, could we see a little bit more targets going Stefan Diggs way, especially after Trayvon was out there chirping on Twitter all night? Yeah, I mean, look, I I fully expect NFL offensive coordinators to take their lead from their wide receivers family on Twitter. Um, but you know, with, with that being said, I, I do think better days are ahead for digs. I, I think what's, you know, presumably, presumably trying to happen here is buying low on digs, which is absolutely the right move in, in my mind. Um, you know, like, like Buff said, this, this really all comes down to the context of the starting positional requirements and the rest of the team, right? Like if moving Kamara means that all you have that's viable at running back is Kyron and Ramondre, I, I don't want to go to that place, right? Like, that is incredibly thin with some guys that are uh, at least in Kyron, you know, coming back from injury Good and point, you know yeah. not exactly established workhorses, right? So, you know, th- I mean, you th- this could be one of those consolidation trades where if everyone stays healthy, like you're you're skating to to the to, to the chip. But I mean, that is a razor thin margin that you're that you're dancing on. Yeah, full PPR, you, the value of receptions, right? Who has the most receptions in the NFL at the wide receiver position? It's Stefan Diggs and who's second right. Keenan Allen. So if you're talking about full PPR, I think that's a fantastic wide receiver. And I'd be trying to hold on to that. That's probably my edge. Okay. We got a uh, discipline saying, should I trade away Austin Eckler and Ayuk for Jacobs and lamb? This is pretty easy for me, guys. I think I'm doing this trade. I think I'm getting Josh Jacobs and CD lamb. CD lamb is a top 12 player rest of season. He's performing like it. And we're finally seeing, like, like I think the Cowboys kind of had one of those come-to-Jesus moments as well here recently where they're like, who's our best player? It's C.D. Lamb. How can we get this guy the fucking ball? And they're getting him the ball now. It's that simple. Ayuk's been fine, but there's, there's been a lot of flukiness to Ayuk, I feel like, a little bit lately. He finally scored for the first time since week one here in week number 10, but it was one of those, you know, cross-body. I, I don't know where Brock Purdy was really throwing that ball. And Eckler's just been, you know, steady. But uh, yeah, I, I like what Josh Jacobs doing. He's getting the volume here. Any digression from either of you guys? It's none for me. It's, no, I, I, it's so close though. I mean, I know we love Lamb, top five rest of the season wide receiver. Josh Jacobs, you know, top eight running back rest of the season. But I mean, Austin, I mean, three three weeks in a row at twenty, and you look at the rest of that. You look at the rest of that schedule. And Green Bay next week, New England in two, Denver, Vegas, Buffalo, Denver in the playoffs. I mean, that is, whew, you're, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. It 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 really it really depends here. I mean, if you need to spread the points across your lineup with Jacobs and Lamb, it's Jacobs yeah. and Lamb. But if you're stacked, man, I, it's tough to pass Austin Eckler. There we go. Uh, we we got uh, better fantasy in the chat. What's up, man? We appreciate. I, I'm guessing that's Will behind the scenes there. What's up, Will? Appreciate Will. you and the the better family over there. Let's get to a couple more questions here, guys. And here we got one from Matt. Trade Tyreek Hill for Lamb. Uh, way better rest of season schedule. Buff, I'm coming right back to you, man. Can you do this trade? No. I I mean, I listen, rest of schedule, I mean, Lamb, as I said, top five wide receiver. You could argue him as high as wide receiver two or three rest of season. Mm -hmm. But the the one guy you can't argue him over for me is Tyreek Hill. I mean, the the week-to-week breaking ability of Tyreek Hill is nearly second to none in the league. Um, He's a top five player in the league. Uh, Yeah, it's Tyreek Hill. Okay. Uh, Carchizzle, how... Five and five PPR. He has Burrow, H and Gibbs, uh, Devontae Adams, Brandon Ayuk, TJ Hawkinson, Jay Jets. I'm not going to go through the rest of his team. Um, any moves you would recommend? Eric, is, is there anything? I mean, this is a really good team. Is there anything you can recommend here? I mean, I think it's always good, good practice to consolidate um, if you can, but I don't know who he consolidates with a lot of studs. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a general rule, Yes, you know, try to try to consolidate a bit and get up to, you know, those those ultra premium players, but in in reality like you you got a ton of them on your roster already, yeah. right? Like I'm assuming that this question is coming from a place of how do I have this stacked roster and I'm only 5 5 and 5, yeah. like a little bit of panic, you know, what what do I do? The reality is like you are here now. You are through the woods. The reason why you're 5 and 5 is that Achan was on IR that Jay Jetta was on IR, that Kyron was on IR. Yeah, like yeah. you're getting all these oh, guys back. Now is not the point to to move, you yep. know, to to move them away or to to lose faith. Like you have a very very strong, if not pretty clear, league winning caliber roster here. Like you made it through the bumpy part of the schedule. Now let's ride these guys down the stretch. Sometimes the best move is no no move. So Eric, I I think you summed that up really well, man. Um, looks like we have a question here from NMB. He's fighting for a playoff spot and worried about his buys. What kind of trades should he be making? Sometimes you have to take a little less value, man. If you're fighting for that playoff value or playoff spot and, and, and you have some bye weeks coming up. So I think really when you're looking at this roster, like, can, can you get better at your wide receiver? Like, I don't think you have a true one. I think you have a lot of twos and a lot of threes here. So maybe can I move a, a Deontay Johnson and his A Flowers and trade up to, to one person, um, especially with some of these buys coming up. Saints on buy this week, is that correct, Eric? That's right, yeah. So maybe a Chris Olave, package him with a Flowers, maybe try to get out of that. Um, Buff, anything you're seeing from your eyes that, that you can uh, recommend here for NMB? There's not really much to do with this roster, not because you don't have upgrades needed, but because I just don't see the fuel to make it happen, right? Because, I mean, Devon Achan would be your best trade asset here, and is it worth moving him for potentially mid? Like, are you diversifying? You're getting two assets back. I don't, typically don't like that. I mean, yeah, if you can move Alave plus Flowers and land, like, Devontae Adams, I mean, that's, like, worthwhile. But I just don't know if any of that gets done, so... Um, yeah, I'm struggling to find anything specific here. I'd say you just got to ride it out, my guy. You're hoping for an injury. <laughs> You're hoping for an injury to Kenneth Walker or to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that would help. That would give you a big boost, and that would open up a trade market immediately for you because you would have a back that could land you a top 15 wide receiver. Um, 
yeah, I, I just don't think that at this point, Zay Flowers is the way he's been performing, and Christian Watson, yeah. certainly. I don't think they add anything really to a package. I don't think they're going to sweeten it up for someone to again, <laughs> yeah. downgrade Devontae Adams to Chris Olave. I just don't see that happening. So I'll get the fuck out. That's what Buff's advice here is for you, um, NMB. So uh, appreciate the question, man. Good good luck to you down the stretch here. Um, unfortunately, I think you missed your trade window with a couple of these guys. But, you know, keep working the waiver wire. There are always things you can do there. Um, all right. Here's some more questions coming down here. All right. We got Jax or Bryce here. Mostert or White rest of season. This is a close one. We were burning Scott earlier in the offseason, Eric, uh, for his love of Rashad White. Well, it's come to fruition here uh, in the middle of the season. He's been fantastic down the stretch. Do you still like Mostert, who's been in RB1 to this point? Um, assuming that this is PPR, I'm actually going to go with the, the Rashad white side here. Um, you know, uh, we were, uh, we were, were burning, um, you know, burning the, the, the Rashad white love over the course of the off season. But the, the thing that, you know, we, we were at least giving him flowers on is he, he does a lot as a receiver out of, out of the backfield. And that is absolutely held true this season. Right. So, you know, he's, he's one of these like high volume, somewhat inefficient types. He's, you know, certainly more efficient than most out of as a pass catcher. So, you know, a, a guy that's going to get, you know, mid twenties touches on any given week, like I'm going to err on that side relative to a most where, you know, you're looking in that like nine to 12 range, most games. Wow. Wow. I can't believe we've come this far this quickly. Cause it wasn't that long ago that we were calling most a top 24 player. Buff, have I you mean, swung the whole whole way over as well on White? Well, I I mean, I was higher on White coming into the season, certainly. I mean, Raheem Mostert, you just feel like you're buying time. So I'm there with Rashad White rest of the season as well. With Devon HN coming back, this probably is it's either you're riding it out or this is peak trade value. There isn't an in-between here, so you have to make the decision now. I'm probably playing it safe and going Rashad White. Rashad White is one of my four favorite rest of the season schedule for running backs. I really yeah. like what Tampa Bay has going the rest of the season. He's been performing well. It's been a volume play. He's not the best runner on the ground, but the volume he gets in the air is fantastic, and we love to see that for fantasy football. That's where a lot of the value points go anyway. So for Rashad White, we'll take all the inefficient volume we can on the ground, and then we'll let him thrive in the receiving game. It's with a top five schedule for the rest of the season. I think I'm there with you because when you look at Raheem Mostert's yeah, playoff buddy. schedule, it's, it's complete opposite way too. Ravens week number 17, Cowboys 16, Jets 15. Like I'm good on that. Titans in week 14. I think it's going to get tougher down the stretch. However, I do think a, a big week is in store for Mostert and Achan both here against the Raiders um, in week number 11. Jackson saying, I got a tough fantasy question. 12 team PPR. Uh, he's saying, should he send, should he send Jalen Hurts, Moore, and Chandler for Tyreek Hill? Um, how are we feeling about this, Eric? Initially, he's sending Jalen Hurts. I'm guessing that's DJ Moore and Ty Chandler for Tyreek Hill. Um, I might just be outright missing this, but where does that leave him at quarterback? Just streaming? Is there another name in here? I don't. I don't see another quarterback in here. No, I don't see one either. Um, so for uh, for all intents and purposes, we can say that the replacement level waiver wire quarterback is someone like Sam Howell. Uh, no, Joshua you're Dobbs. not getting Sam we'll Howell say, on a twelve. We'll say, we'll say Joshua Dobbs. 
I'm, I'm I don't just, think I'm, you're getting dog. I would say nice. maybe Baker Mayfield. Maybe I would say like, dude, the the streets are tough in t- twelve teams right now. Like, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's. I don't think these guys are floating around. I mean, we can we can agree to disagree on on roster ship. I do think that there there's some replacement level quarterbacks out there. So either way, it's replacement level quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and Tyreek Hill for Hertz and and DJ Moore and Tyson Chandler. I mean, I'm probably taking a pretty good pretty good look at this. I I think I think I might go with the Tyreek side, right? Like we we talked about how he's he's got you know, wide receiver one upside in any given week. He is the wide receiver one in terms of rest of season rankings. And and maybe maybe I'm naive in this. I think you can get better quarterback play off the wire than than uh, than a Baker Mayfield. I'll I'll tell you what I'm. Whole, I have Baker Mayfield my QB two in a one quarterback twelve team league, and I'm not letting him out of my grips. I'm not because because that that is is scary shit out there. Um, but regardless of that. I, I think I'm with you, man. I think I'm taking the 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 package and I'm trying to get into Tyreek Hill, whatever it takes, man. Like Jalen Hurts is a great player, um, but but I think just having that value with Tyreek, who could go off for forty or fifty any given week, uh, makes me want to chase that a little bit. Buff, where are you at on really interesting question from Jackson? Yeah, so it just comes on who again who on the wire definitely matters like what kind of a streaming game Mm. we are dealing with here um if you want to go from jalen hurts to like qb 18 that's a nine point difference that's that's what you're giving up in was saying qb 18 because maybe that's what we can stream off the wire right for each week where for tyree kale let's just say you're replacing it with wide receiver 36 right in points per game i mean we're now we're talking it's like a 14 point difference so it's Tyreek Hill for me. You think back to when we were starting the season, you would have been drafting Tyreek Hill before Jalen Hurts in a one quarterback league. Um, I'm going to stick to that now. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll get to a couple more questions here. Uh, looks like we have, I have two open spots. Should I start Aaron Jones, Kenneth Walker or Christian Kirk? For me, it's pretty easy guys. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it, but Kenneth Walker and Christian Kirk, I, I just think they've been the steadier plays. I, I don't know what we're getting with Aaron Jones just moving forward. It, it's been one week of, of high touches and high volumes, and then we kind of saw the split again here against the Steelers. It is the Chargers, though. Very enticing matchup. Eric, am I way off base here? No, I, I wouldn't say that you're way off base. I I would go Aaron Jones over Christian Kirk. Uh, I've got him six spots ahead in my in my okay. flex rankings. A lot of that has to do with this this matchup against the Chargers. Um, I haven't refreshed the numbers after last week, but heading into last week, they were the worst or the most favorable matchup in terms of yards before contact. Right, so like you know, guys are getting a full head of steam. Obviously, Aaron Jones can do a ton as a as a receiver out of the backfield, but all three of these are are fine options, right? Like you're looking at top 32 guys all of them it's just i have christian kirk a little bit lower than the other two okay all right buff any any uh, digression from you no not particularly um i do my first like rough draft of rankings typically wednesday nights and then i don't submit basically finals until saturday night and then i refresh for sunday morning so um yeah on tuesdays i don't typically have because if i did It'd be Mm -hmm. a whole lot uh, submitting for the fantasy pros competition. So, yeah, 
it's they're pretty equal. I mean, Kenneth Walker's the must. Uh, Jones or Christian Kirk is kind of to your discretion. I do like Aaron Jones's matchup, uh, but Christian Kirk is a top twenty wide receiver play this week. So, okay, all right. Uh, we got Flex saying, uh, "Hey guys, I'm five and five and win it. Need a win badly. Was wondering who I should trade Bijan for since I need a win this week. I have Brees and Pacheco as the starting RBs. Um, if no trades happen." Full PPR league, just panicking because I have a tough matchup this week and I'm barely sitting on the sixth seed in a 10-man. Um, Eric, how do you feel about this uh, initial question here from our guy Flex Lord Chino? Um, to me, like I, I think we talked about a guy I would be interested in acquiring this week, a Devon Achan. I, I think he's kind of right in that tier, but I, I don't know who's going to... You might have to give Bijan with something just, just to make it happen just because I don't know who wants to go a lateral move like that. Um, is there anyone else kind of in that tier? Cause he's really kind of in an Island, uh, in, in a running back tier. Like there's no wide receiver. I don't think I was straight up want for Bijan. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot, right? Like, um, especially because Bijan is, is on the buy. So like your, your likelihood of getting uh reasonable value is very, very low. I mean, I, I would, I would almost say you, you need to get comfortable with the, the idea of, of writing this one out. Because I, I don't want to take, you know, forty to 60, 60 cents on the dollar. Hn yeah. is a is a good idea, right? Like we talked about, would you? We talked about this, and would you rather? I think the consensus would be the Bijan side in most cases, right? So, you know, if if you get the guy that you know thinks that he's he's got a lottery ticket that he can you, he can sell off uh, before Hn gets back out there, and you know maybe doesn't have a twenty or fifty point performance, you know, maybe you catch him on the right day, but. I mean, it's going to be so hard to get requisite value for a guy in Bijan that I think is still easily a top 10 guy rest of the season. Are, are you telling uh, Flex Lord Chino to thug this one out as well, Buff? Yeah, um, that's probably the decision. I mean, right, I think Josh Jacobs we mentioned today is also fine because I don't I don't think it's terribly different. Uh, Alvin Kamara as well. I just don't know, again, with him and Labai, if those other teams can afford to make yeah, that decision. And what that, they might right. see is at worst equal options but then they got to ride out the buy. You're probably thugging it. I don't know if you're going to be. I mean, if you could get AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, I'm going to say Brown, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, sure. But I don't, I don't think that mm-hmm. a manager is going to be parting ways with any of those guys either. Mr. Scampers, rest of season, four weeks, drop one in a PPR guillotine league. Chris Godwin, Hollywood Brown, Chris Olave. So guillotine leagues are super interesting and i if you guys have not played in a guillotine league try one out for sure it, we were doing one with the ibt uh office right now and it, it's a lot of fun um and something i've learned to do because i got to go up against juggernauts like eric over here every week is i just drop people i don't care like really like how valuable they are unless it's a travis kelsey a you know a puka nuku like a top 25 30 player i'm willing especially at this point scampers like, like you kind of have to drop some people um and chris olave i don't mind dropping him i'm gonna be honest with you like in this format in a regular league you're not dropping chris olave but but i think here i I would be considering it um is chris godwin also on by this week i don't tampa so no no, he's got san francisco this week yeah, yeah, I'm dropping Olave. I'm cool with that. Um, I, I don't love Hollywood Brown rest of season like everyone else fucking does. Everyone thinks he's a wide receiver one all of a sudden with uh, with uh, Kyler Murray back. So I, I don't love Hollywood, but with that said, man, I think you got to make the play and, and just try to – there's probably something good on your waivers you can replace him with. Eric, advice, guillotine master? 
Yeah, so um, part of my mastery of guillotine is by uh, implementing the exact opposite strategy of what I would advise someone to do. I'm out here picking up Kyron Williams and Isaiah Pacheco for free <laughs> when they're when they're on their bye weeks because I, I thought I had an edge uh, trying to shoot the moon, but that is ill-advisable, right? Like uh, very, very thin margins uh, that you're, you know, you're really trying to thread the needle with. So of the three, it's, it's Olave, right? It, it, it hurts, but the, in, in this week over week league, like you, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friends. And Chris Olave is not helping anyone else in your league if he's out on the wire this week. Right. So I would, I would, I would let him loose. Hopefully you, uh, you saved a couple of bucks on fab so you can go try to scoop him back up next week. Okay. All right. Uh, this is an interesting question I want to get to over here. Um, what's up, boys? My sister wants to trade Bijan and Kelsey away. We're Ravens fans, and I got Andrew, so she said she'd do the swap. I'll list my team below. He lists his team. He says, by the way, this is a family league, and she wants uh, me to beat the other family out. She doesn't She doesn't have the best chances, so it can't be collusion. But the sum of that, maybe it helps me slightly more on paper. Is this collusion? Is this fucking... Yes. Yeah, you get a free Bijan. That's absolutely, absolutely collusion. This, so if he's saying that he can get Bijan and Kelsey for Andrews straight up. Is that is that, is that what our guy Dylan's saying? I, I don't right know because he he said he said he'll drop his roster below. So maybe he means Andrews plus someone else on the roster. No, nah, take advantage of your sure. sister. Be a savage. This is Thanksgiving time. Screw it. Yeah, right. This, is, this is what the holidays are about. Let them all complain like, about it while you're sipping your uh your eggnog, you know, with a free Bijan <laughs> and an upgraded tight end. Even whatever way it happens here, like Whoa, I will say, got... it is it is collusion if Bijan mm-hmm. and Kelsey go for Andrews. I, that is collusion. Hold, Don't do hold that. On. Get get down get down in these comments because he he just dropped a comment right now. I want to I want to help for a trade that makes it seem fair. Like yeah, collusion. Th- like you, this is one hundred percent collusion, and I am team. Collusion does not exist in leagues. This is like, a family versus are, family league. Yeah. This is even right? worse. Unless this you is... can send Jonathan Taylor back, they're in that trade as well. There's not much to make this seem fair. <laughs> I I mean, oh, dude, this is like some cheaper by the dozen. This is what bullshit. you do. This is what you do if you want it to seem fair. You trade Kelsey for Andrew straight up. You can get away with that one. Yeah. The, the family's not going to hate. She can defend that one. She gets what she wants. And in my opinion, you upgrade it tight end. So that's that's what we can do. But leave Bijan off unless you, you want Thanksgiving to be a, a big fight. I, I'll Man. say this, though. I will say this. I think he could make a play. He could give McBride back as well. Give him a, another tight end that's not going to hurt your roster. He is McBride is a valuable piece, whether you have a tight end or not. And then... Maybe throw in a Hollywood and a Kareem. Like you could give him, a, you know, do a four for two or a, you know a, a three right. for two. Like I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna collude, if you're gonna cheat the league, just cheat the league. Like if you want it to be fair, then you can justify Kelsey for for Andrews. If you don't, if you're trying to make it not seem like collusion but still be collusion, fuck it, full send it collusion. <laughs> just make it happen. I mean, Buff's got the point here, right? Like. If if you if you have if you've if you've committed to villainy, like you can't be half a gangster. Just completely, completely pillage pillage your sister's team in this trade. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there are stakes in this league. Uh it, it might just be some sort of like weird family bragging rights, which at whatever at that point, like whatever. But if if you're gonna if you're gonna cheat, like cheat all the way, I guess. 
Y- y'all, y'all are some deviant motherfuckers. Let's just listen. It's not my style. I'm just saying, if you're gonna do yeah. it, just fucking do it. This is supposed to be a wholesome show, and, and you're over here telling her fucking guy Dylan to cheat and cheaper by the dozen too. Wow, wow. You're gonna get your comeuffance if you do this, Dylan. Other other family's gonna True. do the same damn thing. Just be ready for that chain effect, bro. Just it, be- it could mean the demise of this family league, right? He says he lives in a world with vetoes too. So yeah, you're gonna get. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna get taken down. So yeah, immediately. You're you're gonna get roasted and still not get it to happen. So, roll throw her Kelsey, throw her, throw or throw her Andrews for Kelsey. Let's let's, Qu- let's make that happen. Question of the fucking year, though, Dylan. Thank you for that, man. I hope you subscribe to the channel uh, and come back and hang out again because that was some good. I want to know. I want I want to be updated every Tuesday. You got to drop into the show. Let us know how this family league's going. What's going on yeah. with this? That's this, a TPD. This is a new one. segment. The family <laughs> league update every week. Cheaper by the dozen to trade. Uh, just traded Brees and Waddle for Tyreek. New lineup, Lamar, Jerome Ford, Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyreek, Devonta Smith. I don't think I like this trade as much, honestly. Like, I don't feel great about Jerome Ford as my RB2. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, you can't go wrong with him as, I think, a low-end RB1. But I I just think it's really risky, man. I, I don't know if I love this trade. I'll give it a I'll give it a B because, B, you know, you are getting Tyreek Hill, but... I think that maybe B minus. I think that's generous. Uh, Buff, where, where are you at? What's your grade on it for Randy? Yeah, I, I don't love it. I would have liked, I would have liked another running back back. I mean, being left with Jerome Ford and Jameer Gibbs doesn't Risky. feel as fantastic. Doesn't feel as fantastic. I would have liked my lineup probably better with Brees and Waddle as much as I love Tyreek. If we got a top eighteen running back back in the deal, you'd probably have my vote. Okay. Um, gonna flip over here to uh, uh, flex Lord Chino saying, I guess we'll just thug it up. I trust the process and trust you guys. Thanks for the help. Thanks for the question, oh man. God. I'm appreciating the advice. Uh, Lamar and Judy for Derek Henry from Theo Eric. He says that he has Sam Howell on his bench, and it seems it, uh, it's the best I'll get Lamar for, or I'll get from Lamar. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm gonna assume that you're not depending on Judy every week. Um, so at, at which point, you know, from a starting lineup impact, you're basically saying Lamar for Derrick Henry. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to take that trade, right? Like if, if Tajay Spears is out there on the wire, use that, use that roster yep. spot that Judy opened up to go handcuff him. And, you know, for as much as we want to dog on Seth saying that Sam Howell is QB one for all eternity, like he is a perfectly functional alternative, right? QB three right now, that volume is going to be there. So, I mean, Howell and, and Derek, Derek Henry over Lamar by a mile. <laughs> we got Dylan back in the chat saying, last thing I'll comment is what if I like Bijan? He's got a juicy playoff schedule. I'd prefer sending like two RBs off my roster with Andrews for Kelsey and Bijan. Try that, dude. Do if it. you can sure. if you can if you yeah. can try like that's what we would initially try. We just don't know what's gonna happen if if, if you know if y'all if you know you got some vetoes rolling we, around. We, this we like Bijan too, man, but uh being if yeah, center Pollard and James Cook w- with Andrews for Kelsey and Bijan. See if your family throws a hissy fit. That's not a bad trade. I think that's honestly. That might get through. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's not a bad trade, honestly. Yeah. Good good question, though, Dylan. Good question. Um, last one before we jump over to In the Scope and round out the show. Do you think Ayuk, Walker, and Kincaid uh, could get me one of A.J. Brown, Lamb, Chase, Diggs, Amon Ra? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's a good that's a good package. Yeah. I, I I think you need to look for someone though who's probably like 
thin. You know what I mean? Someone who has a lot of studs and doesn't have a lot of depth. That's kind of the the, the package you're throwing out here. It's I'm always when you have another tight end one and two other good running backs to make this deal, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ho- hopefully you have a you have a stud lineup there, Matt, because you're really thinning out your roster to do it as well. But he could he could with you know where he got Ayuk and where he got Kincaid. So, um, all right, let's go ahead and round out the show, guys, with some in the scope. <laughs> Requesting permission to engage in the scope. All right, in the scope. And just want to shout out everyone new in the chat tonight. I'm seeing a lot of new faces. Theo, Matt, uh, Dylan, everyone who's been tuning in tonight. Just thank you guys so much for all the support. It's uh, been great. Greatly, greatly appreciate. Yeah, you guys are good people out there. We appreciate you. Um, Let's talk about in the scope, though. And this is our segment to save you guys a little bit of fab. We're not going to go through the mainstream waiver wire target. It's kind of a shitty week already. We talked about a lot of these guys uh, a week prior, so it's kind of just some leftovers as it is. But this is where we're going to go a little bit deeper, talk about some of the guys who could be the top waiver wire ads next week. We're trying to save you fab down the stretch here. Eric, how are we feeling? Uh, where are we going here uh, as, as we get deep into it? Yeah, so there's there's really two things at play for for my call here, uh, which is At Perry. The first wow, is, uh, that all, is deep. yeah, I mean zero percent in Yahoo. I think he's like one to two percent on on sleeper. Um, you know, he at least the reporting out of New Orleans is that there's some concern that this might be a longer term injury for Michael Thomas, and also wow. there's the off the field stuff to consider. Um, you know, we we saw when when Thomas left that game last week. Uh, A.T. Perry came in. Uh, he only saw four targets. He caught two of them for 38 yards and a touchdown, right? Like, he's got he's got a tailor-made role in this offense. Like, his, you know, kind of a lazy comp for him once he got drafted to New Orleans was, oh, you know, he kind of he kind of looks pretty similar to to Michael Thomas, right? Like, a lot of his, his measurables line up there. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of the, the short area quickness and good hands that you're looking for. So, you know, he... He's a ready-made replacement if Michael Thomas misses any time. But the bigger consideration for me, the Saints are on bye this week. You can literally you can you can put a zero dollar bid in and get AT Perry if you have a hole to fill with the upcoming bye weeks, right? So someone that you can you can sneak in on the free is always going to get my attention. And AT Perry, like, I mean, he he ran eighty nine percent of routes last week. Like he is yeah. he is very clearly the the replacement option if Michael Thomas misses some time. Yeah, keep dialed into that one. It'll be interesting to see what A.T. Perry can do. Really liked him at Wake Forest. I don't love a lot of ACC receivers usually coming out of that conference, but this was a guy who back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving yard season. So, yeah, I I don't mind the call. Had the touchdown here in week number uh, 10. So, uh, Buff, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. Who's your in-the-scope candidate for week number 11? Yeah, I do want to say on AT Perry, that's more like for you guys in your dynasty, go check it out there. He might be a guy who's slipped out there, might be on the waiver wire. Um, he's more like that Jalen guy in Tyrell Williams, like deep threat, but from a size perspective, very similar to Michael Thomas. I do think Rashid Shahid, if he's not rostered, is the guy to go snag there for the main beneficiary there in New Orleans. A couple more targets with how efficient he is would go a long way. Uh, the guy I'm going to go who's Basically, my excitement around Kyle Murray coming back could be Michael Wilson is the player that I would recommend yep. people go and pick up. He's still available in 80% of your leagues. Um, unlike you know some, some of the other names, I want a player that maybe has the potential to hit my lineup. We've seen the second wide receiver behind Kyle Murray give us flex appeal here. Michael Wilson has flashed at points this season. He's demanded targets at points in the season, and I think he's a very talented player. So 
Michael Wilson out of Stanford, rookie wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals. That's a guy I would toss on the end of your bench for sure. Okay. I don't mind it at all. Um, I will go ahead and touch on Tyler Conklin going to the frisky jets here. And I honestly think like we've had a pretty good tight end season. Like there have been a lot of guys who've kind of emerged down the stretch here. Jake Ferguson, Taysom Hill, Trey McBride that have kind of fell in, you know, filled in that role of a back end tight end one. Tyler Conklin's not quite there yet, but he's been really, really solid. Five out of the last nine games, he's been 9.8 or 9.8 PPR points or above. Tight end seven on points per game basis over the last two weeks, seven for 70 this past week. And in a season that he has no touchdowns, he's still tight end 21. Like this is a guy we're kind of kicking rocks at. But if you need someone, if you have a tight end on by next week, I think get ahead the curb here and uh, get on Tyler Conklin. He has five straight matchups after this week of uh, plus uh, plus matchups uh, against teams that just really leak points to the tight end position. So I'm interested in Tyler Conklin. I'm going to run it out with him. And like he is the second option in the Jets receiving game as shitty as it is. With uh, Zach Wilson, like he is the second target. It's not Alan Lazard like we thought. It's Conk. So I'll take the shot. I'll take the shot on him. It's not sexy, but if I need a guy at tight end, if you're in a tight end premium league, he's been like really, really good in a couple of those for me this year. So do what you can. Tyler Conklin, don't hate it. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the call either, right? Like I, I think the thing that you said to underscore is He's he's pretty clearly the the number two receiving option for for the Jets, and you know while it's it's going to be you know a, a bumpy road a, a, along the way, you know they're they're using him in in a, a fairly vertical fashion, right? Like he's number five among tight ends at eight point six yards per target, right? So like they're they're moving the ball to him downfield. He's getting a decent number of red zone looks, and we all know that you know tight end is is a wasteland, and there are still plenty of teams on by in the weeks to come. So. You can do worse for a bye week fill-in than, than Tyler Conklin for sure. Can I can I get any Conklin love from you as well, Buff? I, I got I got a little Conklin love there from Eric. I wasn't expecting. I, I dropped you a comment in the chat there to to show you uh, a little bit of love with, with, with Tyler this has Conklin. Been you the whole time? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I gotta let them know. Subscribe to IBT Media if you guys are still here with us. Uh, Definitely don't want to miss any of these live streams. It's it's a really good time. We enjoy having all you guys here with us. Um, Tower Conklin, yeah, as somebody who had a couple Travis Kelsey bye weeks last week and plugged Tower Conklin in. I nice. had no complaints, man. Hey, nice. There you go. Yeah, I, I fucking pl- plugged in Hunter Henry instead. Did not like that. Wish mm. I would have had some Conk in my lineup. Um, we can't thank you enough for being here, Buff. It, it's been a great show with you. Um, appreciate you in the chat telling everyone to subscribe, come back and hang out with us again. But we also need to tell them to subscribe to your channel, JWB Fantasy Football. Uh, give us the plugs, man. How can we find you guys? And when can we find you as well? What's the streaming schedule like? I know you guys have a shit ton of content dropping on the regular over there on the channel. Yeah, there's one or two full shows every single day over on the YouTube channel, as well as five or six clips added every single day on the YouTube channel. So go check it out at JDB underscore FF on Twitter. The pin tweet has where you can find our full team there. Go follow all of them. We're JDB Fantasy Football on all platforms. So yeah, go find us. Appreciate you guys. Fuck yeah, man. You had that down. You had that down and memorized. I, With the I appreciate that. Eric, uh, p- plug uh, plug Green Screens Media. I know you guys are, are just killing it over there on the college basketball scene right now. Yeah, actually, I'm over here scrolling through my prize picks where our picks for tonight have uh, have me looking at plenty of green screens. Yes. So, Let's uh, go. Another another strong night. I'm going to have a good sweat on the DFS streets. Um, look, college basketball, like 
it is uh it, it can be a little intimidating because it's you know 350 or so teams but the reality is like there's there's an edge here like there there's there's an opportunity to get in and really differentiate yourself from a field of competitors in dfs that are largely just going off of guys that they know or teams that they recognize or their their alma mater right so you can check out the work we're doing over at green screens media on youtube we're breaking down all of the big slates every week we're dropping shorts every day with core fours with prize picks with betting picks went four for four in our betting picks again tonight let's go baby I mean, if, if you've been tailing us for the first 10 days of the season like your bankroll is swollen right now let's fucking go man we appreciate that eric uh make sure you guys are checking them out green screens media on youtube hopefully by this point you're following jwb you got a tab open for that you got a tab open for green screens media and uh check out the website as well in between media.com guys we got a lot of good content coming over there in written form as well uh kyle thanks for hanging with us back end man we appreciate you we appreciate all the ibt family so much been a great episode we'll catch you guys on friday eric and i will be back and uh we got the mike show we got mike stoyanov he's gonna be kicking it off with us so uh come check out him he, he does more than just act he uh hangs out with us and talks fantasy football as well so we'll see you guys then until then keep it in between